Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me talking about recruiting today, one day away from National Signing Day. But not talking about anybody that's actually signing with Ole Miss. We got the news last night that uh, sort of longtime quarterback commit Marcel Reed, the four-star out of Nashville, has, quote, decommitted from Ole Miss. And he essentially flipped to Texas A&M after a visit to College Station. Lane tweeted through it, and we will talk about it here. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Follow on Twitter. Like Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. I think that's how that goes. All under the same name, at Michael Borky. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, find this one. Don't listen in browser. I appreciate you for listening, but hop on over to your favorite podcast app. Search Rebel Report. Like it, subscribe to it, whatever the platform calls for. And if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. So, yes, Marcel Reed decommits from Ole Miss last night, flips his commitment over to Texas A&M. And with basically everything in college football, fans had one of two kind of extreme reactions. It was either everything's totally fine. Anybody worried about this is being dumb. Kiffin's got a plan. It's all good. Everything's fine. And then the flip side, it's, this is a disaster. Everything is terrible. Not going to sign a quarterback in this class. Kiffin can't sign quarterbacks. He's being lazy, blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. And the truth, as I always say to all of you, especially on the radio show, the truth lies somewhere in the middle as with most things. So we'll start with this. It is not good for this to happen two days before National Signing Day. You had a quarterback committed in this class for a pretty significant amount of time. People think that he's talented, that he's got a high upside. Now, you know, best case scenario, he would have played for Ole Miss in 2024 at the earliest barring injury. So that feels like an eternity from now in the college football world. But there's a reason he's a four-star. There's a reason AM uh, was after him. There's a reason Auburn visited him. Talented kid. A lot of people wanted him. Uh, l- looks like a, a decent player. Took his team to the, the state championship. I mean, good quarterback. And losing a quarterback this close to signing day is not good. It is, it's simply not good to say that everything is completely and totally fine with this. It is, they're, they're so blinded that they can't see straight. Frankly, if if this is being spun as totally fine, not an issue, everything is perfectly fine, then the people doing that are simply wrong. This is not good. And as it stands right now, Ole Miss has one scholarship quarterback returning to the team in 2023 unless Kincaid Dent returns. Uh, apparently, there's some thought that he might if he knows that he's going to be the backup, but I am basing that off of him going through senior day. I mean, he he participated in senior day at Ole Miss. So my assumption is he's gone until an announcement is made otherwise. So if he's gone, that leaves one scholarship quarterback on roster going into 2023. Now the portal's open. It's going to be open for a while. Maybe there's a, a lower level high school guy that they liked but just couldn't pull the trigger on. 
uh, we shall see. But this happening two days before signing day on a quarterback that you clearly liked, that you had committed for some period of time, a talented quarterback nonetheless, is simply not good. It's just simply not good. However, I don't think it's near as bad as as some people do. So again, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Not ideal to lose a commit th- this late in the process with seemingly without a backup plan. That That's not ideal. But I don't think it's as bad as, as some people do. So I'll give you the reasons why I think it can be fine and probably will be fine after I tell you that the podcast is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. It's the best place in the state to get your meat. It's going to be cold. We've got like an Arctic push coming down from Canada or whatever, and it's going to make it brutally cold uh, for your Christmas vacation if you're taking one. So you're going to want to cook with meat, right? Prime rib is a perfect Christmas thing. That's what we do at our house. Uh, It's gumbo season, especially with the weather, chilly season. You're going to want to get your meat at LB's. Again, right there in Oxford, just across from Kroger on University. In the regular work week, they have lunch specials Monday through Friday. So if you don't feel like doing the cooking during the lunch hour, they'll do the cooking for you. Good advice there as well. If you want to do a prime rib and you've never done it, just ask them. They'll tell you how to do it. It'll be great. I promise you. So that's uh, LB's just across from Kroger on University. Tell Greg or any of the good people there that I sent you, and they will hook you up. The podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, anything in between, if it's tech, if you are located in Mississippi and you or your business need it, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you, get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll perform an assessment, give you a quote on me at Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. So again, losing a quarterback uh, right now is not ideal, but it's not near as bad as some of the reaction that I've seen uh, because they do need to add. Regardless if Kincaid Dent wants to come back or not, uh, having only two scholarship quarterbacks uh, is still not ideal. And, you know, I've seen people talk about, you know, there's a couple walk-ons that apparently came from some good pedigree. And if you want to depend on a walk-on, that's that's totally fine. And there's one walk-on on the team that is not your typical walk-on, comes from a higher pedigree, has, you know, dealt with um, a difficult situation. That's a story that uh, hopefully the school uh, will tell at length. But either way, um, being unless the coaches decide one of them is worthy of a scholarship, generally speaking, now they may be unique cases, but generally speaking, you don't want a, a sprained ankle or you don't want to be a sprained ankle away from playing a walk-on in the SEC. So they've got to add somebody. There are options in the portal. I suspect they will add a portal quarterback. There is um, there's this idea that every quarterback in the portal is only in there to be a starter somewhere else. That's not really the case. I mean, you've got guys in there that have that years of eligibility left. You have guys that aren't in the portal yet that will enter the portal. There's going to be another round of this later this year as well after the spring. So There's going to be opportunities for Ole Miss to add quarterbacks with multiple years of eligibility that are not just going to want to be penciled in as a starter. That is not Devin Leary from NC State is not the only kind of quarterback 
that is that is in the transfer portal. Uh, there, there are guys with multiple years of eligibility that Ole Miss can and needs uh, to find a way to sign. They need bodies in that room, if nothing else. I suspect they will be able to do that. But they certainly need bodies in, in that room for sure. Because, um, again, you, you don't want to be a turned ankle away from having a walk-on be your guy. I've also seen some people say things like, well, they're just going to get this this white kid. Not talking about his skin color, his last name. Uh, but but he's a 2024 guy. And it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, a 2024 player cannot suit up for you in 2023. So that's kind of, I, I don't know why people are bringing that up because he's a high school junior right now. He, he can't play for you. 2024 guys can't suit up and he's not, committed to your school anyway. You could possibly lose out on him. Uh, despite that, there is a kind of a false narrative uh, about quarterback recruiting under Lane Kiffin, at least from my observation, that you know losing out on Marcel Reed is, is not ideal. But when you look at the landscape of college football and what they've been able to do, uh, two years ago, they were able to sign a blue-chip quarterback from Mississippi, Luke Altmeyer. Now, he quote-unquote didn't work out, but they would have been just fine had Jackson Dart never showed up with Luke Altmeyer being their starter. He looks like he's perfectly capable. It, it was a battle for him. They had to flip him, if I remember correctly, from Florida State. Uh, so other big-time programs wanted him. Ole Miss was able to fight them off and keep a, a blue-chip in-state quarterback. And then a year later, they get Jackson Dart. I mean, just because Jackson Dart was not a high school kid doesn't mean that wasn't a recruitment, just like all of them are. Other people wanted Jackson Dart to play for them. He took other visits. His recruitment came down to kind of the end, and and Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss were able to get him. So this idea that quarterback recruiting always goes poorly that I've, I've heard and seen some people say, that's not true. It's not true at all, quite frankly. Uh, Altmeyer was a good pickup and they had to fight off big programs for, and so was Jackson Dart. So there's a bit of a false narrative about quarterback recruiting uh, under Lane Kiffin. So I'm 10 minutes in and, and the rub on this is, is NIL. Lane Kiffin was tweeting last night, retweeted something uh, that Marcel Reed tweeted about him asking about NIL. Um, here's the thing. And, and I understand that you have to pay to get players. It's very simple. But you don't, you cannot, I should say, you cannot overpay for players that aren't going to help you right away. I don't think you can. Because Ole Miss does not have the budget of Texas A&M or a Georgia, seemingly, or a Miami. Um, Ole Miss is in good shape NIL-wise compared to what people would think the program is. That's been long established. You guys are, are well aware of that by now. Ole Miss has a, a good chunk of change uh, to use in NIL compared to what most people would have thought that they have. Ole Miss is in pretty good shape there. But if NIL money was a factor here, I think it's a smart move to, to move on from someone that may never suit up for you anyway. What happens if Jackson Dart sticks around for two more years? What happens if Jackson Dart is, is really good in 2023, but still doesn't get the draft grade that he wants and returns in 2024? 
you're really going to overspend for somebody that may not see the field until 2025 if he sticks around, which the current landscape of college football tells you that most quarterbacks aren't sticking around uh, two years to become a starter when you're going to keep recruiting quarterbacks and you're going to keep going after guys like Walker White and going after guys in the transfer portal. Um, if this was the factor, then it is a smart move for Ole Miss to not overpay for a high school quarterback that you may never see on your field in legitimate snaps. Anyway, I had a friend text me last night that said, why don't they just, they have $10 million. Why don't they just pay whatever it takes to keep him? And my response is quite simple. $10 million, if that's true, which I believe it is, uh, is a lot of money. But if you're talking about having to up your bid, which is what it is for a quarterback, by a couple hundred, three, four hundred, however many hundreds of thousands of dollars it is, that adds up quickly, especially when it's non-productive guys, guys that you're not depending on. That The idea that that my buddy who shall, rename, uh, shall remain nameless, I should say, the idea that just give him whatever he wants, how many times are you going to do that? Because I assume they just gave Sunterine Perkins whatever he wanted. Good move, by the way. Because he's probably going to impact the team next year, right? So how many times are you going to do that? They they gave Judkins a very significant NIL package because he deserved it and, and he needs it. But they've got to recruit linebackers. They got one. They've got to recruit defensive linemen. They got one. They've got to recruit wide receivers. I, I think that they're going to get a couple those are our, our positions of immediate need. They need those now, today. They need a linebacker today. I have no idea what he got, but still, they needed a linebacker today. Hell, they probably need another one. They needed a defensive lineman today. They need offensive line help today. They need wide receiver help today. They need Marcel Reed in 2025 if he's still going to be around. So you have a certain amount of money to play with. And it's a significant amount of money, but it's not limitless. And so I, maybe it's just him that thinks that. I don't know. I, maybe that's a, a, a narrative that is not shared by a lot of you. But the, the idea that you can just pay whatever he wants to guys that aren't going to impact you, that is a good way to lose your money very fast and inefficiently. Some people don't like that this is part of college football. I think it's interesting as hell. This is fascinating to me because it's a business decision if, in fact, that is why Marcel Reed left for Texas A&M, which logic tells you that's why. Because if you are a quarterback and you are choosing who to play for to better position yourself to win games in the SEC, be a highly productive player, and play in the NFL, you sure as hell don't sign with Jimbo Fisher, especially over Lane Kiffin. Because... What has Jimbo done since Jameis? And that was kind of a, here's a Ferrari, just don't wreck it, because that's what Jameis was. Very little development there anyway. Um, Jimbo Fisher is, quite frankly, has a bad track record of quarterback development. Quite simple. So I, I would be shocked if this was a football decision, let's put it that way. But at some point, Ole Miss has to put their foot down and say no more, despite it putting you in a bad position with a day now before signing day and no quarterback in your class. If I'm in that war room, I would rather 
not overspend for a kid that we may never play anyway than overspend and not have that money to go get a linebacker or a defensive lineman. See what I mean? So just give him whatever he wants. You can't do that with everybody. You can do that with can't-miss prospects or positions of desperate need like defensive line. You can do it for those guys. You can't do it for a quarterback that you might not use for two years. It's a little bit different. That position, quarterbacks, in my opinion, are not worth it unless they are can't-miss And to me, there aren't really many can't-miss high school prospects. I think it's a waste of money and incredibly inefficient unless you've just got a bottomless pit of cash to spend what the rumors are that some of these schools are spending on quarterbacks. I'm sure it frustrates the hell out of Lane Kiffin that they can't just give $10 million or whatever to Jaden Rashada. I'm sure he would love to be able to do that. Sorry, Lane, that's just not how it works. Uh, and the thing is, when you look at the the quarterback salaries that these kids are getting across the country, the overwhelming majority of them are going to bust, and it's going to be a waste of money. You are at Ole Miss. You are in good shape, but you don't have a bottomless pit of cash, so use it more efficiently. If that was the rub here, it, it's a decision that makes sense because quarterbacks are too volatile. They move around too much. You've got an established one on campus already. There are going to be guys that are that are already in the portal and that will enter the portal that have multiple years of eligibility left that aren't going to like their options. They went in the portal thinking that they're going to have all these schools just clamoring for their signatures, and that's not going to be the case because places have established starters and, and they'll be able to get a guy or two uh, possibly in the portal and, and they'll be fine. I think Ole Miss will eventually be fine. It's an awkward situation, but long story short, I think they will end up being perfectly fine. It's not all one-year rentals at quarterback in the portal. And if the only way to get Marcel Reed was to up your NIL bid by however many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, letting him walk is a sound financial decision. Because you need more desperately other positions. And if you get them, you can have a nationally competitive team in 2023, which is what matters. In this day and age, worrying about 2025, kind of a stupid thing to do. Overspending to be set in 2025, kind of a stupid thing to do. Overspending for a quarterback that isn't plug and play right away, stupid thing to do. So anyway, that's my spiel and I'm sticking to it. Awkward spot, not not good to be happening right now for sure. I think they'll end up being okay if NIL was the factor. Ole Miss not just giving him whatever he wanted was a sound decision. This is not the kind of prospect you overspend for. He doesn't play the position that you overspend for when you've got an established starter on campus with multiple years of eligibility remaining. It makes sense, perfect sense to me, to not overspend for a player like that. So... That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.